When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Real Bucks Talk. Michael Plus, Mark Ramirez here, and you hear that sound? That is the sound of Monday Night Football. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we have a great chance to go 3-0, and it feels great because a lot of a lot of experts, so-called experts, predicted us to go 0-3 to to start the season and for us to be two and oh we're in a great spot on top of the nfc south right now and it's looking good i mean i think i think this matchup suits us well i think we have a lot of opportunities and we're just gonna that's what we're gonna get into tonight just talk about the pittsburgh steelers see what you know kind of mismatches there is to be taken advantage of weaknesses and strengths and how our tampa bay buccaneers can get that victory absolutely and I don't know if he said, but I'm Mark Ramirez, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm your other co-host. Yeah, how are you doing, Mark? How are we doing today? Nice to meet you, plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to be going over strengths, strengths, weaknesses of the Steelers, and yet again, we're 2-0, 2-0, okay? And everyone's been predicting 0-3. Mm-hmm. We've won two of them. Can we get the third one? You think it's possible? I think it is. I mean, I'm looking at this this Pittsburgh's team, and there's been a lot of turmoil so far. I mean, without Le'Veon Bell, that's their big, big running back, and he's unhappy with his contract and stuff. And then we had the whole thing with the the offensive line coming out and saying what they said. They're like, oh, we expected him to be back. He should be here. Um, now you have issues with Antonio Brown and him not getting the ball like he wants to. He just wants to win, he says. And he came out this week saying they suck. And <laughs> so there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things being thrown around Pittsburgh. And, and now they're off to their slow start. They're 0-1-1. They had a tie with Cleveland, which you could pretty much say is a loss uh, because mm. it's Cleveland. Uh Congrats to Cleveland. They got their first win, though, last night, um, I think since 2016. Baker so. Mayfield. Yeah, he's the real deal. Yeah, uh, he is. We said he was probably the, he was the best quarterback out of this class. And I love him. He, he showed it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks have a really great opportunity right now. It just seems like everything's clicking. We're starting to get healthy. Looks like we're going to have the big boy back this week. About damn time. Uh, yeah, Vita Vea. So that's good news, but... 
but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what do you think about it, Mark? I think this is a, a very good opportunity. I think there's a lot of um, things this team can take advantage of. Okay. I'm going to throw down a lot of shit here. Okay, go. <laughs> so, like you were saying, drama. No, 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 no drama. So, like you said, Le'Veon Bell drama. Mm-hmm. You have Antonio Brown saying, oh, all I just want to do is win. It's No, it's just personal. It's personal reasons I missed Monday. Yeah, it's it's just more drama added to the to the loophole. And then you got I gotta bring it up, I'm sorry. Just out today. Big Ben drama with Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump's foo foo, or I don't I don't know what the hell to call it, but what the hell's going on over there? Uh, yeah, I mean they came out today on USA Today about how she wrote in her book about how Ben Roethlisberger terrified her. So there's just more drama added to the situation. So this team has just so much turmoil, so much crap on top of it, just drama. Like, mm-hmm. And then, and also, the damn defensive coordinator came came out and saying, oh, well, we're going to simplify the defense. Uh, Kansas City threw all over us. There were some times people were running just wide open. That came out in profootballtalk.com about how they're going to simplify enough for where they can run the defense. They can. They hope they can simplify it enough so they can run the defense. Uh, so what that to me is a slap in the face of Fitzpatrick and our offense saying, "Oh, they can simplify it mm-hmm. and be better than us." And yet again, like all these so-called sportscasters and everything. Yeah, we may have gotten some love over the week because of Fitz magic. Oh, it's magic, you know. But the thing is, when it comes down to it, still they're a one-point favorite. Even though we're at home, we're 2-0, they're 0-1-1. And then we've thrown for over 800 yards, but they don't give us a chance against their shitty defense. But they're saying they can throw all over our crap defense, supposedly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I want you to say your point about our defense before I go on about it. So why is it that yeah. we're just bragging, oh, they're going to throw all over us, but we're, we're not going to get – Throwing all over. What the hell is that? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, people get too caught up into stats, especially since it's only been two games played, and they don't look at the whole picture. You know, a lot of it's thrown out there without context, and you just you can't do that. Um, you look at the games that we played so far. Pretty much, the Bucks have dominated their opponent. You know, for three quarters, or at least for the majority of the game. You look at the Saints. Our defense. Our defense stop them at least i think i think they shut them out in the third quarter against new orleans and um they pretty much allowed the bucks offense to create that big lead we went up 48 to 24 and then in the fourth quarter um we just allowed them to chew up clock and that's where you get a lot of those yards and that's where a lot of it skewed same thing with philadelphia now our defense was on the field a lot that game. They were on there way too much, but that's because our offense was just scoring so fast, scoring with explosive plays, moving the ball and getting points. And we were up twenty-seven to seven uh, in the third quarter, um, mid-third quarter. And then, you know, Philly, they just we just started letting them, you know, catch the ball, keep it in front. And but what they did is they chewed up a lot of clock, yep. a lot of clock. And yeah, they got yards, but again. I think two of their touchdowns came on fourth down, which is another thing. I mean, Carlton Davis was so close to getting an interception on that, that last touchdown. Or at least tipping it away. Yeah, at least tipping it, breaking it up. Um, so, 
Yeah, I mean, stats, you can't look into numbers right now because it's just too early. Uh, a lot of that stuff is going gonna, is gonna to settle out. Um, I believe Pittsburgh, what, their pass, pass defense is 13th. Their pass defense. Let's take a sneak peek. I believe it was 13th. Yeah. And that is correct. Yeah, so, I mean, their, their ranking is 13th, but they just gave up over 350 yards to Mahomes and gave up, what, six touchdowns. So, you know... The numbers can say one thing, but mean something completely different. Yeah, we were just joking about this. So, like, okay, they're 13th right now. Mm -hmm. But Philadelphia's defense, who everyone knows is a good defense, they're at 27th against the pass. Right. Why are they so shitty? Because they just got Fitzmagic, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. That's why they're 27th. They only gave up 200 yards passing the first game. They gave up 400, over 400 yards passing the second game. That's why they're at 27th. So these first two games is a dumb thing to look at stats right now. You and like Todd Munkin said, you, stats aren't carrying over right now. You got to look at look at it from a game to game perspective. Like you can't. Oh, our run game sucks. Why does it suck? Is it more because we're looking to pass a lot because we see so many mismatches, or is it because we're trying to run the ball and we can't run the ball and we're getting our ass kicked? No, it's because we see so many pass mismatches. They're in our favor. Why bother running the ball? And then, yeah, we do, like he said earlier in his press conference, we do need to learn how to run the ball. But he did make it a point. Okay, well, what if all these people say, oh, let's stop over the top. Let's prevent them from throwing deep. He's like, okay, well, then that's when we're going to start getting our run game going. And that's what you tweeted out earlier, Mm -hmm. how he's like, okay, fine, let them do that. We'll smile and run the ball. And he also, what I like that we talked about was saying, the defense is going to let us know what we're, we're capable of doing, what, what we can do, right? Yeah. Because you find that mismatch, and that's what we've been doing all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. It's two games, but. You look at these first two games, I mean, if they're going to play a single man high and play press coverage, we're going to take advantage of that, and that's what we've done so far. Um, you know, in the Eagles, they made some adjustments, but again, we, we just have so much we can still attack it. Uh, fine seams. I mean, you look at the O.J. Howard touchdown. That was a zone defense, but Fitzpatrick, and that was a risky throw. I mean, he fit it. He fit it right in there between two defenders. Um, got it right over the, I believe it was the middle linebacker's hands. I mean, so making plays like that. Uh, I mean, it, you just have to take advantage of that skill set. And once they try to make adjustments, which I think Pittsburgh is going to do in this game, I think they're going to try to play more eight-man coverages and try to play back and try to make us force throws into that zone. But, again, that's going to leave six-man fronts, and then you're going to have the opportunity to run the football. And I think we can. I, I think we can run the football. But uh, let's let's get back into, um, into what Pittsburgh and how they've done so far. I mean, you look at their first week against Cleveland, they tied. Again, had a lot of turnovers in that game. Uh, defensively, I thought they, they definitely played better against the Browns. But, again, uh, you have a, a – Tyrod Taylor, who who got some rushing yards, I think he had seventy seven. Oh, but yeah. but again, they they're not really built to to throw it right now. Um, I mean, they have some weapons, but um, you know, Tyrod, I think he was he was kind of running for his life in that game a little bit, and he was getting sacked a lot. They sacked him eight times, or seven, seven times. I'm sorry, they have eight sacks total. But and then you look at this last game. And, yeah, their offense is definitely a strength for their team. They, they put up some points. I mean, they were down 21 nothing at one point after the first quarter. 
And then you go into halftime, I think it was tied at 21. So Roethlisberger, I mean, he's just, he's got that uncanny ability about him to, to put up points quickly. Uh, so they do have a, a, a fire attack on offense, and they're kind of similar to us in a way with all the weapons they have, especially at the re- receiver position. Um, but I think they, they're still suspect, uh, especially along that, that front. Um, and then you look at just defensively, they just had a lot of communication breakdowns, uh, a lot of big plays given up. Well, let's go into it one by one. Yeah, so yeah. Obviously, yeah, you start with Big Ben. All of it starts with the quarterback. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that. So Big Ben, yeah, he's a he's a good player. Yeah, I I think field. big yeah I think Big Ben is their biggest strength. That is that's their number. Obviously, number, yeah, right. He's the one that's going to hold on the ball. Mm-hmm. Every he's going to touch the ball every time. Yeah, and obviously he's won what two Super Bowls. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. He can make every throw. He has a cannon still. He's hard to bring down. He's your strengths. Like he, it's he eluded a lot of uh, sacks against the, the Chiefs. I mean. I put up a couple plays. There was one where he literally sidesteps him, looks like he's going to get brought down, and he like literally just tosses it to his side to the running back, to Connor. It was supposed to be a screen, and he's like, oh, shit, I'll get it there. Mm-hmm. Some way, somehow, I'm going to get it there. Yeah. And he makes plays like that where he's like, well, how in the hell did that damn man just do that? And he just he still keeps doing those plays, and it's hard. He, that's why he's Big Ben. It's hard to bring him down. He's a big guy, but good thing we have big guys on the D-line. Vita Vea's back. But, I mean, the first thing's first. When you get back there, make sure you get both hands on him. Bring him down. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the flag. Make sure he's down. Um, that's number one, especially if you get the opportunity to get back there. Um, yeah, he has the cannon to throw wherever the hell he wants to. But that's another thing where I think he trusts his arm a little too much. And he will hold on to it longer than he should. Yeah, they have a lot of short passing routes, a lot of crosses that we, we will discuss later when we talk about the receivers. But he's he just he likes to hold on to it. He wants that deep ball. He's kind of like Winston. He wants to make that big play. He wants the touchdown, not the check down. Mm-hmm. But he's he'll hold on to it. He'll give you the opportunity to sack him because he's confident. I mean, confidence can sometimes be an Achilles heel. And with our so-called piece of crap defensive line that no one's given them credit for yet, put it in their face. Like, we were talking, their offensive line, although it's okay, I think some aspects of it are pretty good. They're not great. They're not Philly's offensive line. And we have three sacks against Nick Foles. So it's very possible we can get more against Big Ben. Yeah, yeah Big Ben can sidestep like Drew Brees did the first game. But, I mean, this isn't... Philly's O line. Philly's yeah. O line is a good O line. And you look at you look at the last week against Kansas City. Kansas City helped them out a lot as far as giving them more time than than they should have. They they brought three defenders a lot. Like they didn't really bring a, a heavy pass rush as far as four guys going at it or even blitzes. I mean, they blitzed some, but it wasn't a consistent as far as bringing you know that consistent four man rush like the Bucks are going to do. Um, so I think that that's going to play into it because there was times where Kansas city was just confident playing eight man back eight man coverages and big Ben was just sitting back there and just waiting. Um, and then when they did get to him, like you said, he, he did a good job of getting either making the guy miss and getting rid of it and throwing it out of bounds. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he's just got to, he's just finds a way to, uh, not go down. I mean, it's hard to get him down on the ground, but 
I think with the guys that we have on our, our defensive line, I think we can cause some mismatches. I mean, their offensive line, I, I just don't see anything special about it. And I think we can, we can attack that consistently. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the Mm O-line. Um, just looking at the damn injury report. Yeah. So I think their best defensive or defensive offensive lineman is that David DeCastro. And you're like, Mark, he has a broken damn hand. Yeah. <laughs> How do you expect him to block well? And you're right. That's a big point. Like, that's the main thing with offensive linemen. Like, mm-hmm. they got to get their hands on you every play. And guess what? Injury report, Pittsburgh Steelers, DeCastro has not practiced Thursday or Friday. Right. And you're right. I mean, yeah, he may play in the game because he's been resting, but you keep re-aggravating a broken bone mm-hmm. every week. It's, you're delaying the healing time. Right. So, to that fact, I mean, yeah, I agree with you big time. And then, look, down the other line, Marcus Gilbert, the right tackle that I, I put up saying, yeah, he can get bull rushed. Mm-hmm. And he's a gator. You're a gator. I'm a gator. I mean, we like gators, but... This guy is, he's, he's, I think he's good against a run, but pass blocking, he can get bull rushed. Yeah. And Curry and you were saying, Nassib too. That's what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Again, it's going to highlight those two guys against Marcus Gilbert, attack the weakness. And again, did not practice. Did not practice. Hamstring injury. Is he going to practice tomorrow? We'll see. But those are, that's their whole right side. Yeah. And then you got their left guard too, knee. He practiced, but he still he's he's injured. So mm-hmm. their their offensive line is injured. It's not playing at a hundred percent. So I mean, there's obvious ways to attack them. Yeah, there's opportunities. I mean, when you when you're gonna have two new guys, pretty much that's what it looks like. You're gonna have pretty much a makeshift offensive line going into Monday night. I mean, the Bucks I think are good, and especially with the Bucks defensive line getting a guy like Vita Vea back. Um, and then you have a, a JPP and a Vinnie Curry, uh, even a Carl Nassup, and now Gerald McCoy going up against a new right guard, in which he can take advantage of. I think that is going to set us up nicely to get consistent pressure on Big Ben because, frankly, that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to be able to dominate the line of scrimmage, stop the run against James Conner, uh, who's another that's, – that's a big boy right there. So we have to make sure we tackle him. But, you know, with our young secondary, we're going to have to create pressure against Big Ben. That's the way we're going to have to do it. And I don't know, do you want to get into, uh, should we move into receivers, or do you want to talk a little bit about James Conner? No, I'll I'll, I'll comment on this one thing. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you about our defensive line being underrated in that we could honestly, if we play to our potential, we could just start running through that offensive line. Yeah. Yes, they're bigger, but we are big and fast. And Vita Vea, I hope he just makes a statement game showing this is what you missed. This is why I am better than Derwin James, mm-hmm. Bucks fans. This is why you made the right selection of picking me and you waited for three, oh, sorry, two weeks for me to play. I hope he plays and I hope he makes some impact. Yeah. I don't want him to get, uh, if he gets a sack, great. But still, I want him just to be manhandling the one-on-ones. Yeah. Manhandle, hold up two guys, and McCoy can make the play. So JPP or his other teammates or the linebackers rush in and do what the hell they do. Yeah. Because he's such a huge impact, and Bucks fans don't even know it yet. Yeah, I think I think the main thing we're looking for from Vea is just drawing attention. I mean, that's, that's the biggest exactly. thing. Yeah, just picking up blockers, taking – 
four hands on him, allowing McCoy or, or Curry, JPP, to get two hands on them. I mean, that's what we're looking for. Uh, I believe Scott Reynolds of Pew Report actually predicted a sack for him in their podcast, uh, Pure Nation. So, I mean, that would be awesome if he can come through and get some sacks or, you know, just p- apply pressure pretty much. I mean, it would it'd be nice to see him just sit on Ben Roethlisberger. That would be, be fun to oh, see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, for you Bucks fans. <laughs> I will go and get you some more Vita Bea tape so you can know what to expect from this big old boy yeah. who you've re- just totally ignored and said, oh, he's, we should have had this, we should have had... No. They made the right selection. I was very happy with it. Mm-hmm. I had shots all day because of it. I mean, I don't know if you're following us during the, the draft, but we were huge in the draft. We literally took a shot for every quarterback that was taken before our pick because we're just happy because we know we didn't want one. Yeah, thank God we stopped at four, though. That was... Yeah. It was getting a little crazy. I was getting a little hot, a little heated. <laughs> but Vita Bea was a guy we were very high on, and I hope he just puts it on display because I'm not cocky, but I, I'm confident. Yeah. And I know he's a good player. Yeah. And I'm, I'm ready for him to show it. And now we can go on to the Steelers wide receivers who are... <laughs> Well, very dangerous. Yeah, very good. I mean, you got to start with Antonio Brown, obviously. Uh, but actually, their best receiver so far has been Juju uh, Schuster. So were we high on him? We were pretty high on him. You know, he's he was probably on the top of our board. I mean, oh, yeah, uh, I was he was sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, we were very high. He's up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been outstanding. And then they still have, you know, they drafted James Washington this year, so they have him, who's another threat. Uh, even the tight end James uh, Jesse James is he's he's a monster. I mean six seven, and he's got size and speed. So he's kind of similar to OJ. Not as I mean he doesn't have the talent of OJ, but he's got that body type. So he can be a threat. He had a big game last week against the Chiefs. I think he had over 138 yards or something along those lines. So they have weapons. I mean, they have guys to go to, uh, and it's going to be tough for our young secondary. That's why I was saying it's going to be key for this defensive line to cause pressure. Um, the good thing though is, I mean, big bidden, he does force some passes though. I mean, he, he likes to get the ball in there in tight spaces. So you have a chance to make plays on the football. Um, and they really haven't had that connection yet with Antonio Brown, as far as the deep ball goes. So he's been a little off as far as accuracy there. Um, but yeah, I mean, they got, they got a lot of weapons. I agree with you there, very much so. And I was very high on James Washington as well. He had a humongous block on one of the big plays they had against uh, the Chiefs too. Like he's almost—I'm not—he's not Godwin, but he's—he's he's got he's that a, mindset. Yeah, the same mindset where team first. He's going to do whatever he can to win the game. Mm-hmm. He was a big Oklahoma State, correct? Correct. He was a, a big boy there. I, I liked him a lot coming out. He was—he was a big play threat too, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen it yet. Hope to God it's not against us. I mean, I hope they actually did their research and looked him up. Yeah. Because it's not just Juju who's been playing really well. Antonio Brown, who's, what, the highest paid wide receiver? Is yeah. it Odell? Mm, I think it's Odell now. Well, either way, they're, yeah. they're highly paid over Mike Evans. <laughs> and you're right. Yeah, they haven't gotten the big play for Antonio yet. Mm. But guess what? It's because teams are playing him like how they're playing Deshaun now. Yeah. Trying to cover him or same way of how the Steelers try to play uh, Tyreek Hill double the safety over top with the corner mm-hmm. and guess what you have someone on the other side of the damn field and it's point blank it's easy mm-hmm. that's what the Chiefs did and they're acting like it was 
the Chiefs did something miraculous. Like, our, I don't know what podcast you were playing earlier. That they're like, oh my god, no one knows yeah. what, what the Chiefs are doing. They just they got to figure it out. Yeah, that was the Sims Sims and Lefko podcast. And, it's like they they're just just yeah. going down on them and just like, oh yeah. god, they're so good. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, like I was, we talk about here all the time. X's and O's. Yeah, there's no like specific magical scheme that's no. going to come out. It's uh, it's just about finding the weakest matchup, you know, and attacking that matchup. And and the Bucks, thankfully, they're starting to do that. They didn't do it at all last year or the year before that, but now they're starting to do it, and it, and it's nice to see. Again, that starts with protection, and we're finally getting that protection. But you know, back to Pittsburgh, and and they still, I mean, they have Darius Hayward Bay still, and I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he plays doesn't play as much as he used to, but they got a lot still of speed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they just have a lot of ways they can attack you, and it all starts with Big Ben, and yeah. I think you know they already have ninety nine pass attempts already through two games, so they definitely love to pass the ball. They like to spread you out. Um, I I think that's going to be the plan this week. Again, we still have to you know contain James Conner because you don't want him. Uh, to get going because once they're balanced, uh, they're pretty much impossible yeah. to, to stop, and that goes for each every team, exactly. I mean, yeah. one more thing about their weapons mm-hmm. James had that big of a game, Jesse James had that big of a game because everyone else is worried about Antonio Brown, Juju Smith, Schuster, yeah, okay. And that's the same thing that goes for us, like we have Mike Evans, they're comparable Antonio Brown, even though Mike Evans is ginormous, we have Deshaun Jackson. Speed threat, they have to worry about it. Juju Smith Schuster. We have a Jesse James, but he's fast in OJ Howard. But then we also have a Chris Godwin. We also have Cam Brayton, who hasn't had crap yet. Right. So we have so many. Yes, we got to be worried about their big main targets, and they know how to use them. Mm-hmm. Like I put up a play earlier that they put both Brown and Juju on the same side of the field. All they did was cross them. The thing is, like they draw so much attention, those guys want to stay on them like glue. If you cross them, they're going to run into each other. Get that little half second is gold in the NFL, and it's a touchdown. Yeah, I mean stuff like that. That's good play calling. I mean right. the Steelers' offense. Yeah, it is there. I get. I get what all these people like Chris Sims and ESPN say. Their offense is good. I'm not going to argue that. But don't discredit what we've been doing, and don't say, "Oh, Fitzpatrick's going to lose his magic." <laughs> all he's doing is hitting his mismatches, and that's all the Chiefs did. Mahomes was not magical. No, Mahomes was not Kurt Warner, uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. He didn't do anything that was out of the ordinary. He hit his one-on-one matchups. Yeah. Whoever the hell was wide the hell open. He had, and then, yeah, he has a cannon burn on. Yeah, he had guys running wide open down the seams. I so, mean, it's not hard to hit. Exactly. Yeah. So stop crowning this guy <laughs> when he hasn't done shit yeah, yet. Like, yeah. yeah, he threw six touchdowns to guys that were wide the hell open. Uh, yeah, it's great performance. If you had him on your fantasy football team, week two, great. <laughs> Let's see what he does against good, better defenses. Let's see what he does against the Eagles. Yeah. I'd like to see that one. Yeah, I mean that that would be interesting. Um, but you know, let's uh, let's get a little bit more. Let's talk Sorry. about no, no, you're good. <laughs> no, that was great. Um, no, let's get into like how our defense, how our our secondary is going to match up with these weapons. Let's talk a little bit about that. I know last week uh, against the Eagles, we actually moved Carlton Davis with his man. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but last year we didn't really move our corners from side to side. 
when Brent Grimes, you know, he usually plays that that left side corner, and he just stays there the whole game. They don't really move him around. But last week against the Eagles, they moved Carlton Davis with his man. They moved him around uh, to match up with Ertz or match up with yeah, uh, Aguilar or whoever, whoever he was, he was matching up with. But they moved him side to side. It wasn't just one side you stay there, which was really nice to see. Now, the main question is, and I know a lot of fans are talking about this, about, oh, we got Brent Grimes back. He's going to match up with Antonio Brown. That's not going to be the case because they move Brown all around a lot. They move him in the slot. They're just going to move him to the other side of the field uh, to create mismatches like they like to. So my, the thing is, are they going to move Grimes around to, to follow Antonio Brown? I'm not sure. Um, I would like to see that, but I don't know if they're going to do that again. And now you have the question, do you start – Carlton Davis, do you start Ryan Smith? Um, are you going to play those guys all at the same time? You know, who's going to play the nickel? So, I mean, what do you, what, what's your thoughts on that? Great question. Um, to me personally, I honestly think that Ryan Smith played so well that last game that he gets that outside spot and Brent Grimes takes over only because he has more experience and Brent Grimes is. Brent Grimes. He has all the experience, and he's always played. He's always – and Smitty trusts him. Cutter trusts him. And, I mean, a guy like that with that much experience, that much athleticism still at his age, and you know his head's in the game no matter what, he's he's going to play – I think he's going to be rusty at first, yeah. and they probably will test him. Mm-hmm. Like Big Ben tested uh, Denzel Ward the first game. And right. Guess what? Denzel Ward had two interceptions. That kid's good. He's quick. Yeah. But um, I, I I think it'll be Ryan Smith and Grimes. Even though Davis, they're very high on, and I think he's more of an outside corner, I think they'll still keep him outside, and they'll, they'll rotate them in. Okay. Ryan Smith and, and Colton Davis. I and could then, see that. Yeah, maybe, rotate, right. maybe rotate in with Grimes as well, just yeah. to, to work him back. Yeah. So, um, and then I think, I think MJ Stewart's going to be fine. I think, you know, with the more experience he gets and now he got his first full game action, uh, I think he's going to be better. I think that's a kid to look out for. He's going to have a big matchup this week in the slot because I know Pittsburgh likes to move, uh, Juju a lot into that, into that role, uh, and run him with, you know, crossers and drag routes. So that's going to be, I think a, a matchup to look for. And, I wouldn't, and speaking of Davis, I wouldn't be surprised if they move him actually into the slot at times just to, to press Juju a little bit and make him work for it. Yeah, I mean, they, they pressed Zach Ertz. Yeah, exactly. Davis, right? Yeah. He was in his face, like, bugging him. And he was in the slot as well, so I think yeah. that could be an option. Yeah, I mean, that's use your players' strengths to their advantage, right? Right. And that's what Smith always says, put them in the right position. And they're finally doing that. Yeah, they're finally right? doing that. Yeah. I mean, like I said last week, I mean, we – the potential is there. They just got to learn and work together. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team game. Work together and things will start working the way the coaches want it to. And you just got to stop thinking it and start doing what you know. Yeah. Like stop thinking the game and start reacting to the game. I mean, and Davis and Stewart and Whitehead, we don't know if Conte's going to fully play, is he? I believe Con. I think Conte. I think Conte's going to be in there. Okay. Uh, and you got Justin Evans. I think Evans can... I think he'll probably be the guy to, uh, if he's going to spy on Antonio, I think they're going to have him over the top. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe at times, you know, line him up down in the box to take away the tight end. But, 
that might be a role for Conti, but we'll see. I mean, I think they're going to, I think they're going to play, like you said, they're just going to play it smart, keep guys back and make sure they don't get beat by Antonio Brown down the field. I mean, I don't think I've seen Evans go one-on-one with the tight end yet. He's yeah. been the over top safety. He's been the, the, the safety blanket, right? He's been the guy that if we get beat, he's there. Mm-hmm. Or not even if we get beat, he's the guy that if he sees something before it's going to happen, he's already running to that spot. Right. And like Evans has over these two games slowly to me shown so much improvement. Yeah. He's been in so many places, like right as the ball was there against Drew Brees, he knocked the crap out of someone on mm-hmm. like a short third and short. To it was like third and four, I don't know what it was, and he stopped him a, sh- a yard short, knocked yeah. the shit out of him like right as he caught the ball. Mm-hmm. And, like, things like that, little things like that. And then even, like, him knocking the crap out of that uh, Smallwood. Yeah, yeah. On that play where I overreacted way too much. <laughs> and you thought he was hurt. I'm like, no, he's good. Yeah, that but was like, fun. And, like, that timing of that hit, like, just not to allow that big play. And he he's doing it. I mean, yeah. He's, he's starting what to, he needs to do. He's starting to see things yeah. before they happen. And that's, that's what a good safety is. And he's starting to be in the right spot more consistently. And he's making plays on the football. And that's that's what you want to see. So, yeah, I mean, you know, going off their offense, yeah, they're dangerous. It starts with Big Ben. So how our defense will match up with that, I think we just got to continue uh, to get pressure after him, bring the, bring the pressure on, on Roethlisberger and try to make him, you know, get rid of the ball early, disrupt that timing. But it, it's, it's really just going to come down to, uh, like I said, just getting consistently pressure and, and hopefully we can get some turnovers here and there. I mean, that's what our defense is based off of. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I agree with you on a lot of points. <laughs> but it's, it's it's our rookies learning. They've they've got to learn. They've been learning. Obviously, from game one to game two, they they all got better. I mean, I, you can't complain about Whitehead. Yeah. He's done good, but he hasn't been a, a big role yet. Mm-hmm. Um, if Conti plays, he's the one that plays more tight end. I was going to say that earlier. Like He's the one that's been manning the tight end more. He's one that crashes a lot more. So I hope he's healthy. I hope he plays well. But, again, it all starts D-line to help out the secondary, right? Yeah. I mean, and I think they will, considering the Steelers' offensive line. Yeah. Evans, I'm I'm okay with him. I know, I know what he's going to give me, and he's been doing well. I'm not saying okay. I'm saying he's doing really well. Um, the corners, Grimes, huge to have him back. Yeah. MJ Stewart. I'm okay with him in the nickel. And I think he, we're going to use him a lot in blitzes. Mm-hmm. And we did in the last game. In this game, I think he may get home. I think yeah. he may get there because people may have seen that Quan Alexander sack against the, against the Eagles, and they're like, oh, they're going to send the linebackers. <laughs> get ready. MJ Stewart will have his opportunity. I think yeah. that, that will happen, and a lot of him also being dropped back as, as a safety. Like, I like that they're, they're doing, they're being multiple like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a huge compliment to what MJ Stewart can do. He's very yes, he doesn't have that big that big time speed like we were talking about. Right. Like he got burned by Aguilar. But the thing is he, he can do a lot of stuff. He know is is he thinks the game. He knows the game. And once his mind starts reacting immediate instead of thinking, that's when he's gonna be a really, really good player. And it's just he already he's there. But he just, he's got to just realize it, right? And, I mean, our secondary, it's learning. I mean, that's all you got to say about it. I mean, once they fully grasp 
the communication skills together. I mean, that's the same thing with the Steelers. Yeah. Steelers are so lost because they don't have they have terrible communication. Like guys are running down wide open. That's terrible communication. Like, mm. well, lot, okay, and also their linebackers suck. Let's just be honest. Yeah. They're good at rushing the passer, but they can't cover anyone. Mm. They have a bunch of edge rushers. I mean, we'll get to that when we get to their defense. <laughs> but go on. Yeah, I mean, no, I think I think that covers it. I mean, from obviously the Pittsburgh strength is on offense. They're going to put up points. I think the main thing for for the Bucks going into this game is going to be able to find a way to get key stops at key times, whether that's through turnovers or you know getting stops on on third down. That's going to be huge. You know, getting them to to punt the football. Uh, you know, because through these first two games, Pittsburgh's offense has been off to slow starts. So I think. That's another thing. If we can jump on them early, I mean, obviously that's going to be huge, and that's what we've done so far in our two wins is jump on the other team. So I think that's something that has to continue. But like I said, they're going to find a way to score because Ben Roethlisberger is Ben Roethlisberger. He knows how to put up points. But the main thing is can you find a way to force them into a turnover here or there, giving your offense an opportunity to jump that lead up even more. I think that's something that could, could be the difference in this game. Um, I mean, you want to add to that, or you want to move into defense? No, let's, let's move into yeah. yeah, their defense okay. versus our offense. Yeah, defensively, like Mark said earlier, they have a lot of issues, especially in the secondary, from you know just communication, lack of experience, uh, just not very good, uh, to be honest. Um, and then, you know, defensive line, I think, is their strength of their defense. I think they have some good guys there. The, the front three and two it Hayward – and um, Hargrave is is pretty stout. And then they have T.J. Watt, who I think is their best pass rusher off the edge. Bud Dupree, is he's okay. Nothing special. Very quick step. Yeah, step. he's got a good first step, but nothing nothing fantastic. Um, Once he gets there, he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Short arms, but... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. And then, you know, their, their linebackers and, and Vince, I think it was Vince Williams. Yeah. Vince Williams and um, John Bostick. Again, very solid against the run. They're okay. You know, they can make tackles downhill. But, again, they're very slow in coverage. They just can't really get back to their their depth as far as when they're trying to play zone or cover two. Uh, and they kind of get lost in space a little bit. Um, I saw against the Chiefs, I mean, Sammy Watkins just runs a simple curl route, and he's wide open in the, uh, in the, in the middle of the field. He, I mean, if Mahomes doesn't get sacks, I mean, he could have just tossed it to Watkins, and he's probably still running – uh, today, so there's a lot of space out there to be had. Uh, so I think the Bucks' offense matches up very well. I mean, they got a, a lot of advantages. I think. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> so their defense, I love. I don't. Okay, I'm not gonna say I love. I really like the Steelers' defensive line. Hayward is nothing to mess with. If you're gonna respect one guy way more than the rest, it's him. He can. He's good against a rush. He's good. He's good against a run. He's good against the bats. Like he can manhandle you. And that I'm worried about Ben Ock versus him. Same thing. How I was worried about Fletcher Cox versus him. He's just a big man. And Ben Ock again, I think, is undersized. Hmm. So we need to help him out. But they play three four, so that he's going to be playing a little bit wider. So he's going to have some help. Um, Hargrave. He's smaller. I made a point earlier that. Joe McCoy, 6'4", 3-plus. Vita Vea, 6'4", 3'50-plus. 
Bo Allen, 6'4", 330, whatever. Jetson's been playing these big boys with way more power in Hargrave. So he knows how to handle weight, big players that can move move people around. Yeah, Hargrave, I really liked coming out, but he's, I think he's more of a 4-3 defensive tackle, not a 3-4 nose tackle. So I think Jensen's going to be okay there. Hayward and Tuit are my only two concerns. Hayward more than Tuit because, like the injury report says, Tuit's been sick. He's been illness. We don't know if it's a fever. We don't know if it's just a damn, uh, <laughs> I got a cough, coach. Mm-hmm. But it, if it isn't a fever, he's been dehydrated, guess what? It's another advantage Bucks because he's going to be sweating his ass off. Yeah. Not getting fluids. He's going to play like a, a slug. So... Mm-hmm. Advantage us. But still, that D-line is what creates their pressure, which is what why they got seven sacks against the Browns. Yeah. But to that advantage, they just want to get after the quarterback. So T.J. Watt, like you said, he loves to rush the passer. He did that in college too, but he's not good against the pass. They had Watkins one-on-one with T.J. Watt. Who the hell do you think they're going to pass the ball to? And then he even turned around pissed off like, where the hell's my help? communication and that should have been a pass that was completed Mahomes just threw it over the damn top I mean things like that are what the Bucks have been attacking lately and like I said earlier Munkin was saying the defense dictates where we're going to put the ball mm-hmm. because if they're lining up TJ like I put earlier TJ Watt on Godwin what do you think you're going to do with the ball you're not going to force it to Jackson you're not going to force it to Evans even though I think Evans is a win every time against Joe Hayden, even though he's a good corner, yeah. 5'10", 5'11", versus 6'5", what you, what you going to do? Yeah, what you going to do, player? Right? But, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, and you look at you look at the physicality of our receivers, I think they can just – they can take over. I think uh, Deshaun Jackson with his speed, and then you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, I just think we just have the physical ability to pretty much – dominate their secondary i think oj and then the tight ends obviously oj howard and and cam Brait, who hasn't got really involved yet so i think there's a lot of mismatches there with our weapons um and especially with the way the offensive line is playing and their protection i think that can that can make it happen absolutely yeah. i mean we we all know how how many weapons we have we've been talking about it the first two games of the season already and we all are happy about it, and we all know Fitzpatrick's been hitting them. I don't understand why ESPN and all these other big outlets, even our own radio station, thinks, oh, well, but the Steelers, they can still, they're still the Steelers. And you made a good point. Yes, we haven't proven anything yet. We're, we're still the, the Buccaneers that everyone always thinks of us as. We're a piece of crap. And we aren't, we haven't earned anything. We're still a one-point underdog in our own house Monday night, mm-hmm. and we're 2-0, and and the Steelers are 0-1-1 and have shown no defense at all. Yeah. But people are predicting us to lose 34-21. Oh, can I put in a little Bucks history? Please, go ahead. Yeah, last time the Bucks were 2-0, and that was back in 2010, and they faced the Pittsburgh Steelers Week 3 that year, and they got shellacked by Charlie Batch and company. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, they lost that game. I think it was like 30 to 10 or something along those lines. That was when we had uh, Josh Freeman. So, I mean, that's really no surprise. Oh, Ra. Yeah, Raheem Morris and LeGarrette Blount. And, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a less talented team back in 2010. I think this is a better team. And again, like Mark said, with the whole respect factor, I don't think that really matters. I think what this team needs to continue to do is just focus on each game at hand and stack up Ws. If you continue to win, that respect's going to come. And then you're going to face the challenge of, oh, now we have expectations. Now you got to back it up weekly. And that's where, you know, things can start to change. But we're just not there yet. So now you have the opportunity on Monday night to go out and prove that. Prove that this team is for real. Prove that the doubters, all the haters, the the national media was wrong about this team. And show that this is the 2018 Bucks. It's a new new team ready to play. <laughs> Ready to play. We got sound effects everywhere. But, um, but yeah, I think this is a, a very good opportunity for this offense. I think as long as Fitzpatrick is, is accurate like he has been, takes care of the football, I think we have a very good chance, the weapons, to take advantage of their secondary. Um, I mean, I think there's, just, there's a lot of things we have going for us offensively right now. Right, yeah, speaking of their secondary, Joe Hayden is supposedly coming back. Right. Everyone's so happy about that. He's he's undersized. Like I said earlier, Evans, 6'5", take advantage of that. Other side, Artie Burns. I tweeted earlier in the week that someone looked at it. He was in the first half against him. Mahomes was 4-4 for like 85, 88 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he's the tallest guy in the secondary at six foot. Besides the six one Sean Davis, and that's that's the biggest one that I'm respected. I respect a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you look at the tape, like, I mean, it was just it's it's a team game. His defense, same as offense. If you're not executing, if one guy's not executing, another guy has to make up for your mistake. There's a lot of mistakes all over that defense, mm-hmm. starting at the linebacker line, and then the corners got to make up for that. And guess what? The safeties look like crap because of that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a whole, it's different levels, okay? Yeah. And that's what we know. That's what we're trying to voice out to others. Our problem was our D-line. Our D-line got improved, so it's going to get better with time. The Steelers, their secondary is terrible because their linebackers are really good at rushing the passer, not so damn good at covering wide receivers yeah i mean like i said earlier they just yeah like i said earlier they just get lost in space and i think uh and they're just asking their their secondary to do way too much i mean they're asking their outside corners to play a lot of areas a lot of space uh and it makes it tough on them now again their defense coordinator came out this week like we said he's going to try to make it simpler but I mean, what does that mean? Is, does that mean they're going to play more zone coverage? Or does that mean they're going to play more press man? Um, you know, Chris Sims on his podcast, Sims and Lefko, they said, are they going to call the Bucks bluff and make them, you know, pl- try to run the football, which is something we haven't done yet. Doesn't mean we can't. Um, so is this going to be a big game for Peyton Barber? I mean, is this a game that he's going to break out? I think it's a possibility, especially if they're going to play eight-man coverages and, and, you know, keep guys back. And let's talk about that. So, according to Chris Sims, oh, we're going to lose bad (laughs) because we're going to get called on our bluff. Is our bluff that we can only throw the ball? Is that really it? That's our bluff. I don't. We're a one-sided football team. I don't see it that way. I think we're just attacking mismatches, and that's what we're taking advantage of. And And I I think we're going to continue to do that on Monday night. I fully damn agree. Yeah. 
Fully agree. And the only reason why we don't put up, we didn't put up forty against the Eagles is because we didn't stick to that. Yeah, we took the pedal off the metal and went conservative. I fully, fully agree. <laughs> and Chris Sims, I love all your education and everything. I think you're wrong in this one. I hope I hope you're wrong. Yeah. Because I don't want to see thirty four twenty one, whatever the hell he said. <laughs> but the thing is, it's just that I think everyone is so set on thinking this Fitz magic is going to stop. Again, it's not just Fitz magic. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why our whole offense is doing well. It's because everyone's pitching in. Yeah. Fitzpatrick himself does not rave himself. Yeah. The wide receivers are that damn good. It starts with the offensive line. That's yeah. where it's... O-line has been giving him time. It hasn't been giving forever. It hasn't been giving, like... But you don't need forever. Right. When you have these matchups that you have, if, if someone's over the top of Evans, you go to Jackson. If someone's over the top of yeah. Jackson... You go to Howard. Yeah. You find your mismatch, and that's what we've been doing, and that's what we've been harping all season so far. Right. X's and O's. That's what we're huge on. That's what you guys listen to us for. Because we talk about that, because we see the mismatches, because we know if T.J. Watson, Godwin, Godwin's going to eat all mm-hmm. damn night. Mm-hmm. Like, all damn, all damn night. Monday night's going to yeah. be Godwin's night. Yeah. If if Godwin is on the outside and Howard's lined up with a, any linebacker, Howard could have a damn 200-yard night. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I think so. Cam Brake could have his 10-catch day, yeah. for all you know, <laughs> and have his opening night, Yeah, Monday I, night. I see that. I can see that easily. But then again, back to Peyton Barber, I could see this being his big game where the offense just tries to eat clock, keep Big Ben off the field, and really just pound the rock against them. And you have Peyton Barber just go off. And then it, it becomes a blowout because we're just pounding it and pounding it, and it ends up being like a thirty to to twenty ga- or thirty to fourteen game, something along those lines, where we're just controlling the clock. Big Ben doesn't see the field, um, so I could definitely see that. Especially again, it depends on how Pittsburgh plays us. If they're going to play press man, then it's going to be bombs away again. Right. Like so, like Todd Munkin, it's like he said, it's attacking mismatches, and that's what's going to happen. <laughs> it's so funny too. Yeah. Like, how are you going to say, okay, you can't play us man? So if you're going to drop back in zone and you're going to not press us, you're going to fall back, give us 10 yards. What do you think we're going to do? We're just going to dink and dunk and run the ball. We're not dumb. Like, yeah. I mean, I hope to God we're not dumb. Actually. <laughs> Let me not say that. Let me yeah. not say, I'm not going to give us the whole damn kitchen yet. I'm not going to give us a whole cake. Okay, so Monk and Safari looked amazing. Yeah, if... They're playing nothing but primarily zone. You have two high deep safeties the whole game. You have the linebackers playing deep, only a three man front, mm-hmm. and we don't run the ball. Yeah, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you you have to. I mean, when you have when you have boxes like that, when you have a less than a seven man front, you have to attack that ways by running the football. You have to. And that's why I think a lot of people on Twitter and, and even us, we said, you know, we got to spread them out a little bit. And you run the ball out of that formation. You get you get the less uh, less men in the box, and you find ways to, to take advantage. Yeah, so with less guys in the box, uh, like I was saying, you can take advantage of that, spread them out. Uh, it's just going to make it easier for Peyton Barber to, to get more space in there and make things happen. And I think if they play play like that, I mean, it could be a big day. I mean, but let's let's get into uh, final thoughts. I mean, how do you how do you see this game playing out? I think personally, it's it's going to be a close game just because of Pittsburgh being desperate. 
But I think if we can match that intensity, it has a very good chance of being a, a big win for the Bucks as far as blowout goes. Okay, so here are my final thoughts. I think there's there's two storylines. Is it the drama of the Steelers? Yeah. That's going to be too much for them, and they're going to try and push so much because they're they're in such a big hole right now. Mm. Um, are they going to push so much where they can't overcome that drama and they blow it? Meaning we blow them out. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a possibility we could do that. Yeah. Even though it's not on national television, it could be a possibility that we're at home. It's going to be loud. I mean, it has to be sold out. If it's not, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then, but again, it could be a close game because it could be a shootout. I mean, if their defense is going to be playing simple and just playing back and playing easy, they're going to be allowing things underneath every time, every time. Mm -hmm. Just take it. I mean, if they're thinking we're just a deep offense, all we can do is score 75-yard touchdowns, which it looked like against the Eagles, but because Evans' fumble and just not catching the ball, mm -hmm. drive stalled. Right. And Todd Munkin made a big point of saying that. And I think Evans got the message. <laughs> I don't think he's going to drop a ball this no, game. No. But, I mean, it's just... There's that potential where we could blow them out, but it could be a shootout. Yeah. And either way, I think it's going to be a fun game. Mm -hmm. Do I think we're going to get blown out? I don't think so. No. I honestly do not. People think we are. The defense is getting better every game. Yeah. I mean, yes, Nick Foles isn't Drew Brees. He isn't Big Ben. But the Eagles' offensive line isn't trash. Right. The Steelers' offensive line isn't the Eagles' offensive line. I made the point earlier. I think if we have that much pressure against the Eagles' offensive line, we can do some wonders against the Steelers. Yeah. What are they? Well, I read it earlier. It wasn't. It was not the steel curtain. It was the shower curtain. <laughs> that was funny, but that was for the D line. But yeah. So I mean, think of it as O line. It'd be kind of funny. Mm. I mean, I honestly, think, I honestly think we win the game. Yeah. So do I. Whether it's close or we blow it out, I, I just if we get blown out. I will come on next week and be like, what the hell happened? Mm -hmm. And I will think it's not because we're the lesser team, because I think either way, any way you look at it, our mismatches on offense defeat their defensive personnel mm -hmm. any day of the week. Right. It's because we didn't execute. It's because our heads got bigger than they should have been. And we thought we're, oh, this godly team that we can only hit the deep ball. We should just keep pushing the deep ball. And that's why we got our ass kicked. And I will be pissed. I'll be the first one coming on here saying we sucked. Mm -hmm. We blew it. But, I mean, any way you look at it, we can hit the short ball. We can hit the short routes with Humphreys with the, the screens. Mm -hmm. We can hit the short routes with um, the Sean Jackson dragging. We can hit it Evans with the comebacks. There's, we're so multiple on mm -hmm. offense that... There's no reason we shouldn't push this offense on everyone. Right. Not just the deep ball. And we're not going to, they're not going to call our bluff. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw that in their face. Yeah. Let them call our bluff and see what the hell happens. Yeah. I, and like Mark said, I think we're going to, I think we're going to win this game just because I think this team is determined. I think they're on a, on a mission right now. I think Fitzpatrick came out and said the goal was to be three and oh after these three games. And I think he's, he's getting ready to, head towards that and i just think everything is going right for us right now i think a lot of things are going wrong for pittsburgh i think pittsburgh is going to try to focus way too hard on trying to get 
the win too early, if you want to say it like that. And I think that's going to cause them into some mistakes. I think the Bucks are going to take advantage. And ultimately, I see them winning this game. Uh, and, and it's just about time that we win a game in prime time, especially the Ring of Honor with Tony Junji being inducted. It's, I think they're going to play with a lot of motivation. And I think you're going to see the best performance so far, to be honest. I think on both sides of the ball. Because the national spotlight, all the hate that we've gotten on this team, the drama with Jameis Winston and all that, I think they're really going to just unleash everything. And that's one other thing. With the Saints and the Eagles' defenses, you never heard about there's so many weaknesses on their defenses. Right. This is the first team that's come into our house, and you know there's weaknesses. Yeah. What can we do when we know there's weaknesses? Mm -hmm. Even the media knows there's weaknesses. So what is Cutter drawing up? I mean – if we're that good with X's and O's, what the hell can we do with a team that is suffering right now and is looking to simplify? I love that. Yeah. Looking to simplify against Fitzpatrick and this offense is throwing so damn much. Yeah, exactly. Please, please, please <laughs> simplify. Yeah, and I think I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, preview of the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Bucks. I think we covered a lot of uh, the weaknesses and mismatches that we can take advantage of. And I think this is this is going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be really high scoring, and I think it's going to be one of the better games we see this year, to be honest. Uh, with that being said, uh, you can follow us uh, at Twitter, at Real Bucks Talk. Uh, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, also on Podbean. Uh, leave us a review or comment. Uh, we're always on Twitter, so if you want to reach us there, you can. But with that being said, this is Real Bucks Talk Podcast, and go Bucks. Let's be 3-0. and